what we've developed to support our projects is almost a sustainability kind of as a service type offering and really just supporting in transitioning people's perspective from what I would call an old way of looking at sustainability, which is as a cost to a new way of looking at sustainability, which is as a differentiation or a marketing tool or a way to attract new customers. Welcome to Sustainability Leaders. I'm Michael Torrance, Chief Sustainability Officer with BMO Financial Group. On this show, we will talk with leading sustainability practitioners from the corporate, investor, academic, and NGO communities to explore how this rapidly evolving field of sustainability is impacting global investment, business practices, and our world. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of Bank of Montreal, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. Hi, I'm Jonathan Hackett, Managing Director and Head of Sustainable Finance for BMO Financial Group. Today, I'm joined by Derek Emsley, CEO and co-founder of Tentree. Derek, thanks for speaking with me today. Thanks for having me, John. To start, for anyone listening that doesn't know, what does Tentree do? So Tentree is, to most people, a lifestyle apparel brand uh, that plants 10 trees for every item we sell. From the outside, we kind of look like a apparel brand that happens to plant trees. But from the inside, we're actually a tree planting company that happens to sell apparel. So over the last eight, nine years or so, we've planted over 55 million trees all across the globe in areas like Canada, U.S., Madagascar, Senegal, Nepal, and more. And we create the most sustainable outdoor lifestyle apparel that we possibly can to do it. And what led to you creating an apparel brand in, in order to do that? <laughs> you know, in hindsight, there's a lot easier ways to plant trees than creating an apparel brand. I think for us, our background was in tree planting. It was what we knew. It was, it was the world of tree planting and carbon offsets and things like that. And so really what inspired us to create Tentree was less the idea of creating an apparel brand. It was more about creating a vehicle that allowed us to plant trees. So for us, it was, let's create a product, let's create a brand around that product and use it as a vehicle to inspire people to have an impact through tree planting. And apparel was frankly just kind of the product that we stumbled into. And it's it's proven to be a really powerful vehicle for that, where we've created a huge community and a huge network of people around it. And do you find that people keep coming back and planting more trees as they uh, purchase more clothing? I, I would say that absolutely that's the case. I think we have some specific tangible KPIs that we consider that prove that that's the case. I think when we look at the initial purchase, a lot of the times we see that as much as 30 to 50% of our customers don't even know we plant trees. And a lot of our post-purchase messaging is about the impact that that purchase had. But what we also know is sustainability doesn't make up for a bad product. So it's also going to be a good product experience. But what we find is that when, when people interact with the fact that we plant trees, whether that be through our tree registry program, through our social media channels that are focused on that, they tend to have as much as a 70% to over 100% higher lifetime value than other customers. And you mentioned a tree registry program there. Can you explain to me what it, that is? Yeah, we. so when we think of why we started the business, first and foremost, it was trees. 
Second to that, it was the community that we created. When we looked at the world of sustainable brands and things like that, we felt that one, a lot of the messaging was disempowering. It was the world's ending and, you know, the, and green guilt and that sort of thing. And then as well, we felt like a lot of the messaging was lacked tangibility. It was a percentage of profits. It was, you know, it was creating using organic cotton that you didn't really understand what that meant. So for us, what we wanted to do was not just plant trees. We wanted to connect people with that impact. And for us, that was really what inspired us to create this tree registry program. So the way, how it developed and what it is, is that every single product comes with a unique code. It's historically been an alphanumeric code. Today, it's evolving into a QR code. And the customer can scan that code and find out where their trees are planted, what the benefits are to the local community and the ecosystem. And they can sort of see the, the lifetime of those trees and the impact their purchase made. That sounds really interesting. Can I ask, when you talk about the communities the trees are planted in, how are you planting these trees? Are you doing them directly or are you partnering with a not-for-profit? So we, we've done a bit of everything. Um, my background being in tree planting, we have a fairly in-depth knowledge of the tree planting side, arguably more than the apparel side. So we have organized some of our own planting projects, but generally speaking, particularly for the international projects, you need to partner with groups that have boots on the ground. So we've partnered with different not-for-profits. We've partnered with different organizations like university programs, Peace Corps workers, missionary groups, and different sort of organizations that have true sort of infrastructure on the ground. And then we really plug into the projects. We travel to them. We meet the locals. We understand how things are accounted for. And then we look to fund the projects, both from an infrastructure standpoint, a community support standpoint, like building elementary schools, maternity centers, uh, freshwater well drilling systems, things like that. And then also funding, ultimately, the tree planting that comes out of that, too. So, Derek, for the tree registry, what sorts of technology are you using for it? You know, over the last three years, we've actually invested a ton of time, resources, and energy into developing a tool to ensure that the trees that we say are being planted are actually being planted. And, you know, what, what we found is that there's this real lack of transparency and accountability throughout the international development space. And so, you know, while I can only sell somebody a T-shirt once, theoretically, somebody could sell a tree that you're not necessarily going to go and visit and audit as many times as they want. And while we partner with the best groups and we know that that's not happening, what we've come to realize is that tree planting in general is starting, the, the profile of it is growing quickly. There's the UN Decade of Restoration, there's the Trillion Tree Pledge and so many other things. And tree planting is going to have a big part of that conversation. And the worst thing that could happen is years from now, we all say that we all hang our hats on the trillion trees we planted only to find out that we actually only planted 100 billion. And I think what we've done in the last three years is really trying to create the technological solution to ensure that that doesn't happen. So what it is, is it's a basically on the ground data collection platform where when people go in the field to plant trees, they record the number of trees. It takes, they take photos, it, we collect the data on time, we on time GPS and more. And our system stitches that together into forms, into timelines and into maps. 
and allows these different NGOs, these different organizations that are doing reforestation work to ensure that they're not double counting the trees and they're allocating them appropriately. And then to the end donor, the end person that's purchasing those trees, they actually get to see the on the ground data that was entered that supports the efforts that they're that they're ultimately supporting. So it ensures that, and we built this program on distributed ledger technology to ensure that it really has a ledger and a record to ensure that there's no double counting and the impacts that we say are happening are truly happening. And that ultimately is what the powers the tree registry program. And Derek, because you did mention distributed ledger technology, I feel I do have to ask, you know, in terms of the carbon footprint of that ledger, are you concerned or is there a, a partner you're working with to make sure that that doesn't have some of the environmental implications of the blockchain? While it, we're still in the early days of, of the blockchain side of it, and it today doesn't have a significant environmental footprint, it's absolutely part of our, our long-term roadmap of it, ensuring that this is a carbon-neutral sort of blockchain. And it's built on Ethereum technology as well. So you know, as some of the Ethereum 2.0 comes out as well, that's intended to have a smaller footprint long-term. But we're going to be doing everything we can to ensure that the tool that we use to collect the data and deliver the data isn't in its own right having a negative footprint. We're going to ensure that we take care of that. That's fantastic. As you think about the growth in consumer affinity for sustainability, how do you see the role of Tentree evolving? I think for us, the example I often think of is, is goes back to Shopify. Uh, what Shopify originally was was it was a snowboard company. And ultimately, they wanted to sell online and they found that there wasn't a good solution for that. So they created it. So they ultimately became the platform. For us, we created a sustainable brand. And through this experience, what we've recognized is that there's this growing need for businesses to take part in a sustainable initiative, but a lot of them don't know how to do it. And so for us, I think what what the future of our role is to play in that is amplifying the messaging and facilitating that connection of brands and sustainability and offering almost what we've learned as a and what we've developed to support our projects is almost a sustainability kind of as a service type offering and really just supporting in in transitioning people's perspective from what I would call an old way of looking at sustainability which is as a cost to a new way of looking at sustainability which is as a differentiation or a marketing tool or a way to attract new customers. As you think about that path, what kinds of companies are you looking at partnering with? I think any company that is starting its sustainability journey. I think what we're not looking to do is really plug in to a company that's looking to use sort of, whether it's tree planting or sustainability, as an excuse what we want is to partner with organizations that are thinking about their sustainability strategy and they're looking at it holistically and tree planting can fit in to that strategy in an authentic way. What we're not looking to do is plant trees, at, at, like, like I said, as an excuse for doing a lot of bad things, but in this next couple decades as we pursue net zero and, and all these different commitments that are out there, what we're looking to do is create a network of organizations that people can go to, that they know that they're buying from sustainable organizations that are doing good for the planet. 
Derek, it sounds like you're doing amazing, interesting things and very much looking forward to seeing how they develop. Thank you so much for joining today. Thanks for having me, John. Thanks for listening to Sustainability Leaders. This podcast is presented by BMO Financial Group. To access all the resources we discussed in today's episode and to see our other podcasts, visit us at bmo.com forward slash sustainability leaders. You can listen and subscribe free to our show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast provider, and we'll greatly appreciate a rating and review and any feedback that you might have. Our show and resources are produced with support from BMO's marketing team and Puddle Creative. Until next time, I'm Michael Torrance. Have a great week. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of Bank of Montreal, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. This is not intended to serve as a complete analysis of every material fact regarding any company, industry, strategy, or security. This presentation may contain forward-looking statements. Investors are cautioned not to place undue reliance on such statements as actual results could vary. This presentation is for general information purposes only and does not constitute investment, legal, or tax advice, and is not intended as an endorsement of any specific investment product or service. Individual investors should consult with an investment, tax, and or legal professional about their personal situation. Past performance is not indicative of future results.